Good morning. Mike, FlexDeckPlayingCards.com, Solar Cell Materials. Materials. Solar cells are typically named after the semiconducting material they are made of. These materials must have certain characteristics in order to absorb sunlight. Some cells are designed to handle sunlight that reaches the Earth's surface, while others are optimized for use in space. Solar cells can be made of only one single layer of light-absorbing material, single junction, or use multiple physical configurations, multi-junctions, to take advantage of various absorption and charge separation mechanisms. Solar cells can be classified into first, second, and third generation cells. The first generation cells, also called conventional, traditional, or wafer-based cells, are made of crystalline silicone, the commercially predominant PV technology. That includes materials such as polysilicone and monocrystalline silicone. Second generation cells are thin film solar cells that include amorphous silicone, CDTE, and CIGS cells, and are commercially significant in utility scale photovolactic power stations, building integrated photovolactics, or in small standalone power system. The third generation of solar cells include a number of thin film technologies, often described as emerging photovolactics. Most of them have not yet been commercially applied and are still in the research or development phase. Many use organic materials, often organometallic compounds, as well as inorganic substances. Despite the fact that their efficiencies had been low and the stability of the absorber material was often too short for commercial applications, there is a lot of research invested into these technologies as they promise to achieve the goal of producing low-cost, high-efficiency solar cells. Crystalline silicone. By far, the most prevalent bulk material for solar cells is crystalline silicone, or CSI, also known as solar-grade silicone. Bulk silicone is separated into multiple categories according to crystallinity and crystal size in the resulting ingot, ribbon, or wafer. These cells are entirely based around the concept of a PN junction. Solar cells made of CSI are made from wafers between 160 and 240 micrometers thick. Monocrystalline silicone. Monocrystalline silicone, or mono-SI, solar cells are more efficient and more expensive than most other types of cells. The corners of the cells look clipped, like an octagon, because the wafer material is cut from cylindrical ignots that are typically grown by the Chakralsky process. Solar panels using mono-SI cells display a distinctive pattern of small white diamonds. Epitaxial silicon development. Epitaxial wafers of crystalline silicon can be grown on a monocrystalline silicon quote-unquote seed wafer by chemical vapor deposition or CVD and then detached as self-supporting wafers of some standard thickness that can be manipulated by hand and directly substituted for wafer cells cut from monocrystalline silicone ingots. Solar cells made from this kieferless technique can have efficiencies approaching those of wafer-cut cells,
but at appreciably lower cost if the CBD can be done at atmospheric pressure in a high throughput inline process. The surface of epitaxial wafers may be textured to enhance light absorption. In June 2015, it was reported that heterojunction solar cells grown epitaxially on N-type monocrystalline silicon wafers had reached an efficiency of 22.5% over a total cell area of 243.4 centimeters squared. Polycrystalline silicone. Polycrystalline silicone, or multicrystalline silicone, multi-SI cells are made from cast square ingots, large blocks of molten silicon carefully cooled and solidified. They consist of small crystals, giving the material its typical metal flake effect. Polysilicone cells are the most common type used in photovolactics and are less expensive, but also less efficient than those made from monocrystalline silicone. Ribbon silicone is a type of polycrystalline silicone. It is formed by drawing flat, thin films from molten silicone and results in a polycrystalline structure. These cells are cheaper to make than multi-SI due to a great reduction in silicone waste, as this approach does not require sawing from ingots. However, they are also less efficient. Monolike multi-silicone, or MLM. This form was developed in the 2000s and introduced commercially around 2009. Also called cast mono, this design uses polycrystalline casting chambers with small quote-unquote seeds of mono material. The result is a bulk mono-like material that is polycrystalline around the outsides. When sliced for processing, the intersections are high-efficiency mono-like cells, but square instead of clipped, while the outer edges are sold as conventional poly. This production method results in mono-like cells at poly-like prices. Thin film. Thin film technologies reduce the amount of active material in a cell. Most designs sandwich active material between two panes of glass. Since silicon solar panels only use one pane of glass, thin film panels are approximately twice as heavy as crystalline silicon panels, although they have a smaller ecological impact, determined from life cycle analysis. Cadmium telluride is the only thin film material to rival crystalline silicone in cost per watt. However, Cadamine is highly toxic, and tellurium, also known as telluride, supplies are limited. The cadmium present in the cells would be toxic if released. However, release is impossible during normal operation of the cells and is unlikely during fires in residential roofs. A square meter of CDTE contains approximately the same amount of CD as a single C-cell nickel-cadmium battery in a more stable and less soluble form. Copper indium gallium selenide. Copper indium gallium selenide, or CIGS, is a direct band gap material. It has the highest efficiency, about 20%, among all commercially significant thin film materials. Traditional methods of fabrication involve vacuum processes, including co evaporation and sputtering. Recent developments at IBM and NanoSolar attempt to lower the cost by using non-vacuum solution processes. Silicon thin film. Silicon thin film cells are mainly deposited by chemical vapor 
deposition, typically plasma-enhanced or PE-CVD, from silane gas and hydrogen gas. Depending on the deposition parameters, this can yield amorphous silicon, or ASI, or ASIH, protocrystalline silicone, or nanocrystalline silicone, also called microcrystalline silicone. Amorphous silicone is the most well-developed thin film technology to date. An amorphous silicone, or ASI solar cell, is made of non-crystalline or microcrystalline silicone. Amorphous silicone has a higher band gap, 1.7 eV, than crystalline silicone of 1.1 eV, which means it absorbs the visible part of the solar spectrum more strongly than the higher power density infrared portion of the spectrum. The production of ASI thin film solar cells uses glass as a substrate and deposits a very thin layer of silicon by plasma-enhanced chemical vapor deposition, or PECVD. Protocrystalline silicone, with a low volume fraction of nanocrystalline silicone, is optimal for high open circuit voltage. NCSI has about the same band gap as a CSI and NCSI and ASI can advantageously be combined in thin layers, creating a layered cell called a tandem cell. The top cell in an ASI absorbs the visible light and leaves the infrared part of the spectrum for the bottom cell in NCSI. Gallium arsenide thin film. The semiconductor material gallium arsenide, or GAAS, is also used for silicone crystalline thin film solar cells. Although GAAS cells are very expensive, they hold the world's record in efficiency for a single junction solar cell at 28.8%. GAAS is more commonly used in multi-junction photovolactic cells for concentrated photovolactics, or CPV, HCPV, and for solar panels on spacecrafts, as the industry favors efficiency over cost for space-based solar power. Multi-junction cells. Multi-junction cells consist of multiple thin films, each essentially a solar cell grown on top of another, typically using metal organic vapor phase epitaxy. Each layer has a different band gap energy to allow it to absorb electromagnetic radiation over a different portion of the spectrum. Multi-junction cells were originally developed for special applications such as satellites and space exploration, but are now used increasingly in terrestrial concentrator photovolactics, or CPV, an emerging technology that uses lens and curved mirrors to concentrate sunlight onto small, highly efficient multi-junction solar cells. By concentrating sunlight up to a thousand times, high concentrated photovolactics, or HCPV, has the potential to outcompete conventional solar PV in the future. Tandem solar cells based on monolithic, series-connected gallium-indium phosphate, or GAINP, gallium arsenide, GAAS, and garmenium, GE, PN junctions, are increasing sales despite cost pressures. Between December 2006 and December 2007, the cost of 4N gallium metal rose from about $350 per kilogram to $680 per kilogram. Additionally, 
germanium metal prices have risen substantially to 1,000 to 1,200 per kilogram this year. Those materials include gallium, arsenic, and germanium. Pyrolytic barren nitride, or PBN, crucibles for growing crystals, and barren oxide. These products are critical to the entire substrate manufacturing industry. A triple junction cell, for example, may consist of the semiconductors GAAS, GE, and GAINP sub 2. Triple junction GAAS solar cells were used as the power source of the Dutch four-time World Solar Challenge winners, NUNA, in 2003, 2005, and 2007, and by the Dutch Solar Cars Soltra, 2005, 21, 2007, and 21 Revolutions, 2009. GAAS-based multi-junction devices are the most efficient solar cells to date. On the 15th of October, 2012, triple-junction metamorphic cells reached a record high of 44%. In 2016, a new approach was described for producing hybrid photovolactic wafers, combining the high efficiency of 3-5 multi-junction solar cells with the economies and wealth of experience associated with silicon. The technical complications involved in growing the 3-5 material on silicone at the required high temperature, a subject of study for some 30 years, are avoided by epitaxial growth of silicone on GAAS at low temperature by plasma-enhanced chemical vapor deposition, or PECVD. Well, that'll make this that for now. This is Mike with FlexDeckPlayingCards.com. I want to apologize for any mistakes, mispronunciations, repetitive statements, or out-of-date statements that I may have made. The words are not my own. This is just a reading of Wikipedia. I want to thank you again for listening. Have a great day.